You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. And I'm Ryan Zook. With Michigan's playoff football game still more than two weeks away, it gives us some time to update you on other Wolverine sports, basketball, hockey, and the sport of recruiting. It's all coming up on Wolverine Confidential. All right, Ryan, good to be with you here Monday morning, December 12th. How was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty good, pretty good. I can't can't complain. Got to spend time with my family on Sunday, kind of celebrating Christmas because I will be flying out to Arizona yeah. on Christmas Day, and my uh, most of my family will be in Florida uh, celebrating down there. So, Noah figured spend a little family time and did a little reset because these next two few weeks is going to be pretty busy. So, it should be an exciting time for, for Mission Sports. But um, what, what about you? What, what, what was on Andrew Kahn's weekend agenda? Uh, what did we do? Uh, well, my wife ran in a, in a 5K in Dexter. You didn't run it with her? N- no, I mean, you know, it's hard to do two act both of us do an activity at the same time, you know. God forbid who's gonna watch the children. But uh no, I'm not really a runner. I mean, I, I like to exercise, but not that way. It has to be in the form of some other thing, you know, basketball or swimming or uh so yeah, I brought the girls to watch her at the end. They enjoy, you know, a lot of a lot of people dressed up, you know, in, in elf costumes and like Christmas trees and things like that. So that was fun. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. Otherwise, yeah, similar thing, recharging. I, I feel I feel fresher, ready to go. Because uh, it, it's a whirlwind We're there at the end of the regular season with the Ohio State game and then uh, the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. And the traveling, the breaking down in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, right. You had that. Um, but yeah, now gearing up to, to bring some content, you know, leading up to this bowl game. And then, of course, once we're, once we're there, boots on the ground, all three of us uh, in. Uh, I want to say, you want to say Phoenix, you want to say Glendale, you want to say where, where were you? you know, we're going to be kind of Phoenix a greater area, Phoenix yeah. area, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, plenty, plenty to talk about uh, about that game as we get a little bit closer. This episode, not so much. Uh, let's start with the future um, of Michigan football, and that is recruiting. Uh, again, kind of a theme on this podcast when we talk about recruiting has been. Michigan's inability to capitalize on its on-field success. Back-to-back Big Ten championships don't necessarily have, you know, the recruiting classes to show for it. Where do we stand here with uh, the early signing day? What do we got? Uh, you know, next week, right? Uh, yeah, the twenty-first. So, um, I mean, yeah, nine nine days away from from recording. And um, I mean, yeah, as we've talked about a lot, Michigan closed strong on the recruiting trail last year. I think they got three of their top five 
um, signees on signing day. Um, but I mean, this year, I mean, there's, they're going to add a few more pieces right now. They're at 18 commits, uh, the 20th uh, overall class nationally. Um, they have a chance at maybe finishing top 15, but I mean, even their, their top two ranked guys that they're going after still, uh, Malachi Coleman and Nicholas Harbor are both guys that are, are planning on waiting to the February period anyway. So, um, I, I wouldn't count on any huge splashes, but they still need to fill out this this roster, especially in the secondary. Um, I know that Michigan got a, a cornerback Cameron Calhoun from Ohio um, right after the Ohio State game, but they still need some more DBs, and they're still looking um, at, at a few guys here. I think Jair Hill um, from Illinois. They're I mean, Michigan and Illinois are kind of basically going head to head here. Um, they're they're making a hard push to try and land him and and a few other guys. And these next this past week and, and this week as well. The staff has been uh, all over the country, not only meeting with uh, guys they're trying to get to commit, but also trying to keep their current class in the fold. I know they met with uh, a lot of players in in this past week, Harbaugh especially, um, trying to uh, nail down this class because yeah, they can't really afford any any more losses. I know with with when when they lost uh, Collins H.E. upon uh, earlier this month or, or late last month. I mean that was a, a big blow. Uh, one of their top ranked guys and and NAL played a big role there. So we'll we'll see what happens. It'll it'll be intri- interesting to follow, but um I'm not expecting too many fireworks, but Mission's definitely gonna add um a, a few more guys. It's um it's just depending on on who they can kind of close with at this point. Because they yeah, like like you said, they don't have any more yeah. games to sh- anything else to prove on the field. Like by the time they t- take the field in in Arizona early signing day period will already have passed. So it's, it's all the prospects saw what they, what they needed to out of Michigan this year. It's, it's more of building those relationships, NIL pitches, academic pitches, and, and that type of thing to, to find to maybe find a fit and, and we'll see if they can do that. Maybe I'm not giving, you know, some of our listeners enough credit, but I, I wonder if some feel like, well, Michigan football is still playing like they're they're The coaches are preparing for, for TCU. Like there's, they're, you know, while other coaches, most others, all but four of them, um, you know, can can dive right into recruiting during these weeks. You know, Michigan's coaches are occupied, but that that's not really the case, right? They're 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 splitting their time right now between preparation and 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 recruiting during these weeks. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the priority is still getting ready for the playoff, getting ready for TCU, because I mean, if you win a national championship, I mean, that's even if you're you're that's laughing in other areas. Yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> Only one team out of over a hundred gets to do that every year, so um, that that would have more of an impact on recruiting in the future than any anything they're doing this week with the twenty twenty three class. So as much as we kind of maybe not ride down this twenty twenty three class, but I, I think in twenty twenty four that's when you're going to start seeing uh, this this pop, this undefeated season pay dividends on the rec- recruiting trail. They already have four commits in that twenty twenty four class. Three of them are ranked in the top 300. I think they only have four or five in the top 300 in this 2023 class. And then there's still the, the Jaden Davis out there, the five-star quarterback, and a lot of other um, high-profile guys that Michigan is, I think, better positioned with in 2024 than they were with some top guys in 2023. Yeah, are there are there some names to watch here in these next these next nine days and on signing day? Uh, yeah, that could that are maybe on the fence or, or some of the bigger names for Michigan that you expect to, to sign. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that the 
key storyline is to see if, if Michigan's able to hold on to their top top ranked commit, uh, you know, at a, a, a defensive line prospect from uh, Texas. He was really close with with Collins, Collins H. E. Upon, uh, who flipped to Miami. And then obviously Miami's been making a push. A few other schools have been making a push to kind of flip him. Um, so I, I, he told one of the recruiting services that, that he's solid with Michigan. But again, this time of year, all, all these recruits are kind of saying that um, you, you never know what can happen. There's there's a lot of crazy things that can happen on signing day. So, I mean, that that should be Michigan's top top priority, too. Um, it's Michigan's looking pretty good for uh, DJ Waller um, from uh, another Ohio defensive back. Uh, isn't ranked very high. He's ranked outside the top 1,000, but it, it's Michigan likes him. Um, he'll, he'll choose between Kentucky and Michigan. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. And like I said, Jair Hill's a big one. Um, uh, Roderick Pierce, um, who's former, um, who's from the Chicago area, uh, former Wisconsin commit defensive lineman. Uh, he decommitted from Wisconsin, uh, with the, with the coaching change there and, um, looked into maybe make a return trip to Michigan, um, before he makes his decision. So, those are some some big names there, and then like I mentioned, like uh, Malachi Coleman, a, a top 100 athlete from Nebraska. Mission's trying to make headway there. He's uh, he de- decommitted from Nebraska recently, um, but he doesn't. I think he's going to wait until the February signing period. So, and, and a lot can happen in the next nine days too. So those are some guys to watch at, at this point. But uh, a lot could change. All right, uh, let's talk. Let's talk a little, a little hoops. Why don't we? Michigan men's basketball team uh, played their Big Ten opener this past Thursday. I was there in Minnesota. I mean, Michigan came out hot, just you know, scorching shooting, uh, forcing turnovers, um, and you know, built a huge first half lead. And and you know, it only it only grew at times in the second half. Kind of a you know, against against Michigan's deep bench, Minnesota made a push at, at the very end to make it look somewhat respectable. The final was ninety to seventy five, but this game was not even that close. Um, and you know, the key, the key thing here was it was Doug McDaniel's, uh, first, first start, the freshman point guard filled in for Jalen Llewellyn, who is out for the season with a knee injury, um, and, and looked, looked great. I mean, you know, Howard Isley just kept saying he played, he played great. He played great. You know, he played better than we expected, (laughs) you know, in his first game, you know, limiting the turnovers, uh, finding open teammates, making open shots. Um, you know, three or three from three point range is pretty good. That is, that is very good. Um, and yeah, Michigan 10 of 18 as a team. Um, so that was, that was, that was great to see. I mean, what more could you have have, have wanted from him in his first career start? You know, the bench is thin now. There's no other real point guard, um, on this team. Although Kobe Bufkin and, and Jed Howard handled some of those duties when, you know, McDaniel was on the bench, but I've said this before. It's not a terrible thing to have a shorter bench. Like, the best teams, it's usually seven or eight guys, and they know who those guys are. Sometimes more, you know, it creates it creates problems. So at this point, you just can't afford any more injuries or anything else or any more absences because then you get even thinner and put puts the onus more on other guys. But yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying for sure. Exactly. I mean, it's tough. Yeah, foul trouble or things like that. But um, yeah, not a not an issue in this game. Um, it was just like. I think I wrote it as like a cathartic game. It was like perfect for Michigan. You know, they two losses in the in the final minute. Um, you know, overseas travel. Uh, you know, losing a starter to injury for the season. Like, there's just a lot was going on. Um, and then to get this win was huge. And now they have a they have an extended break. I mean, they don't play till till Saturday. Um, 
you know, it's uh, you know, from the eighth to the seventeenth, um, and that's against Lipscomb at home while they have you know a lot of their finals going on right now. Um, you know, and then then they do play North Carolina. Um, you know, the following Wednesday in Charlotte. Um, you know, an unranked North Carolina team, um, the fastest fall from number one to unranked ever. <laughs> um, so, but, you know, still talent there, obviously still a team that made it to the national championship last year and has a lot of those same pieces, but, you know, hasn't really put it together. Um, and then, and then central Michigan, uh, at home, uh, after that, before big 10 play resumes for good, um, you know, in the new year. So, um, you know, Michigan's doing, you know, a lot of things right offensively this year. Um, they're number one in the country in limiting turnovers. Uh, you know, the, they don't hit the offensive glass, but, you know, they've been shooting good enough from three. And then last game was obviously a step in the right direction. Um, defensively, there's still things to improve on, but um, yeah, this was, this was a great, a great start for, for Big Ten playing. Michigan has not lost their Big Ten opener now since January 1, 2017, they lost in overtime to at Iowa. That's the last time they've lost their Big Ten opener. So um, getting off to a good start in this early Big Ten game. Um, you know, one game up in the standings before they before they resume that in uh, in January. Yeah, I mean, that that could have been a, a really deflating loss too. I mean, like you said, coming off two two straight losses, a lot of travel, and then being on the road to to begin Big Ten play too with without one of your key players. I mean, if you lose that and then have a long break and you and that dwells on you for for about a week or so, I mean that that could be really tough. So yeah, like you said, a very important win for this hoops team moving forward. Michigan women, they lost their first game. They're nine and one now, and it comes at home to Toledo. Not not the game you would have uh picked for Michigan's first loss uh of the season, but you know, got behind uh by eleven, you know, at, at half and fought to come back and you know had the lead in the final, you know, seconds really, um, you know, last few possessions of the game, but uh Toledo scores and 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 that's it. Um they they win 71 to 68 uh at Chrysler Center, Michigan, just three for twelve from three. Um you know, we heard before the season from Kim Barnes Rico, this would be a different Michigan team without Nas Hillman, more uh, three-point shooting, better three-point shooting. And in many games, it just hasn't quite uh, been there. Um, and that is what, you know, I wouldn't say that's what doomed him in this game, but, um, you know, Toledo shoots seven of 15, Michigan three of 12, and uh, certainly, certainly didn't help. So, uh, listen, they weren't going to go undefeated, but you wouldn't have thought this was going to be the loss. Right. They'll try to bounce back as well. It's a doubleheader at Chrysler. Um, not not back to back games. Noon for the women against App State, uh, and four o'clock for the men against Lipscomb uh, on uh, on December seventeenth at Chrysler. Um, and then what are they? Teams, yeah, oh, sorry. What what are they ranked this year or at this point? This uh, year? Well, the the poll will come out um, uh, today. You know, li- later today, and I guess you know they'll probably um, fall. But I think they were at. Uh, I want to say they were at eighteen, something right. like that. Yeah. I think so. Um, but yeah, they'll probably probably drop a little bit um in in today's poll. But uh yeah, and then they will travel with um um you know the men's team they'll both go to uh Charlotte. Uh Charlotte, yep, for they they'll both play North Carolina on back to back night. So I'll be there for that. Um and and yeah, then they get into Big Ten play as well. Um yeah, that's uh that's a Michigan basketball report. We got some hockey. Hockey played as well this weekend, yes. Yeah, rivalry week in hockey, and it sounds like finally that uh, uh, maybe this this Michigan Michigan State rival rivalry on the ice is finally picking up a, a spark again. I mean, Michigan has really dominated uh, in recent years. I mean, the Michigan State's program has been down 
Uh, I mean, obviously we've talked about how, how Michigan's been able to recruit and bring in top guys over the last uh, several, several years. And then it was a good, enjoyable series to watch this, this weekend. He did. Um, both games were two to one. Mission State won on their home ice on Friday night, two to one. And then Michigan held on for a two to one victory on Saturday in Ann Arbor. Both sold out crowds, pretty even games both nights. Um, and yeah, I mean, both teams, it was the first time the two teams met as ranked opponents since 2012. Uh, obviously, Michigan has been ranked a lot since then, but it's been a struggle for, for MSU. But they've really had a resurgence under first year coach Adam Nightingale. Um, they're they're playing really well. They're scoring goals. They had a, had a hard time scoring last year. Um, it, it's still early, but that both teams are ranked um, the top fifteen. Uh, this, I mean, heading into uh, winter break, uh, is pretty impressive, and it, I think it's really good for the state of hockey too. Uh, I know when I was a kid, I mean, both Michigan and MSU were good every year. Uh, those those games are always fun to to watch, and um, it, it, I'm hoping that. Both teams kind of they're they're recruiting well under uh, under their first year coaches. Um, so we'll we'll see if both teams can, can kind of can sustain that su success. They'll meet again in, in February for for a pair of games, and I expect uh, those those two games to be uh, pretty entertaining too. But um, yeah, I mean, Michigan's kind of struggled a little bit since their seven and one start, struggling to stay healthy. Or I mean, Adam Fantilli, their leading scorer. He's at uh, the Team Canada's World Junior uh, camp already, so he, he missed uh, this past weekend. Um, Mission will have a, a few other guys leave for, for Team USA, but luckily they're not in the GLI this year for the first time in, geez, I forget how long, a long, long time. Um, so, But I, I'm, it's, it makes sense for Michigan with how many guys they would be missing and, and obviously with the illnesses and the injuries they've had this year too, uh, probably a, a good thing. So. Um, yeah, mission's now off until the new year, and uh, it was a big win for them on Saturday night to to, to yeah, take a two to nothing lead into the third. Kind of were on their heels a bit uh, as Mission State made a push in the third, and and the Spartans scored with like five seconds left. But at that point, I mean, they didn't really have any any shot to tie it. And uh, yeah, big win for for Mission heading into a long break. Yeah, you know, Michigan had had their uh, I guess you could say their GLA controversy maybe these last couple of years and. Ended up pulling out of one of the games last year, right? That was, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Now, not invited. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And yeah, I, I don't think Michigan was too upset about it. And uh, yeah, they might have had to. Who knows what? Uh, with with the injuries they're battling right now, and with the amount of guys they would be missing, they might have had to cancel again this year uh, or play shorthanded, um, which which is never ideal. So, um, and I don't think Michigan will be losing any sleep over not being in the in the GLI this year. But it, it will be weird. I played yeah. on the on the west side of the state and and without without Michigan in it. I mean, they've been a staple for for decades in the in the annual holiday tournament. Right. Um, the Michigan women's basketball team, by the way, 14th in the poll. I, I cheated them out of a few spots there um, earlier. So maybe 18 is what they'll fall at now exactly. after the loss. <laughs> we'll we'll see. Um all right, yeah. So we've got uh got a lot of other you know these winter sports in action but of course the michigan football team will take on tcu in the college football playoff semifinal december 31st and we will uh we'll have a lot more coverage as we as we get closer to that um you know i think we'll be back here wednesday uh with another podcast and another one friday then a few more next week and then once we're in phoenix i think i think, I think folks are gonna be hearing our voice on the daily 
leading <laughs> up to that game. So yeah, I know how quickly you guys get annoyed with me. Hopefully, we'll wonder how how long it'll take for the listeners to did sit to this Ryan Zook guy. No, no, it'll be it'll be good. It'll be good stuff. We'll have plenty to talk about. That's for sure. All right. Well, that concludes this episode. Uh, continued coverage of Michigan athletics on mlive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.